0: So I got to up, sit up, cause you ain't gonna let, up, let up. McElroy had a stellar football career, a star in high school, All-American at Baylor, and then made two Pro Bowl teams and named second team All-Pro four times while with the Raiders and Seahawks in his 10-year NFL career, mostly with the L.A. Raiders. He also launched a very successful agency that represented dozens of athletes. But when Van really shined was in May of 2022, after a gunman entered an elementary school in his hometown of Uvalde, Texas, and killed 19 students, two teachers, and injured 17 others. While he spent all but six months of his life living in Uvalde, Van started our time by telling us where he was born.
1: I was born in in, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and we lived there six months, and and then uh, we came to Uvalde. And uh, that's where uh, I have been uh, my entire life, outside of uh, college, going to Baylor and then being drafted and playing for the Raiders uh, for 11 years. So,
0: Tell me about life in the McElroy household back in the 60s. Um, Did you have brothers and sisters? Uh, Did you grow up in a Christian household?
1: My dad was a minister. And so I would say I, I grew up in that atmosphere. My both my brothers, I was like uh, a mistake. They were shocked <laughs> that that they were, got pregnant with me. My brothers were eighteen and and sixteen, and then all of a sudden here I come along. And so it was. It, what's interesting about that that whole part there is they were so much older that there there wasn't any. Type of competitive situation, you know, with, with those things that were happening to me, and uh, you know, it, it didn't put room in there really for them. They were old enough to really enjoy it, versus being right around that age and, and being competitive and almost being difficult that it can be with families. Mm-hmm. And and so that part was 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 really a positive thing. And and uh, being that last one, parents, I mean, they loved me unconditionally and. And, uh, it was just a wonderful, not only a, a wonderful family, uh, parents and, and two brothers, uh, to grow up, uh, with, but also the community, uh, that we were in was we, just an outstanding place. We, we were dirt poor, but, uh, you know, the, we lived in a house, a church owned and, and, uh, the, the neighborhood had to be the, the, king neighborhood of neighborhood in the world i mean it was just incredible kids everywhere and and uh, so that made it fun too you know and, mm-hmm. and so all that all my experiences at that point in time kevin were were uh were very positive
0: so how did you get into sports
1: i uh early on you know it was just a typical type of thing for any kid i you know i'm you would have stuff at school, and you'd have races, and just you know, a little baseball here and there, a little plastic baseball in the in the backyard or whatever, and and those things. Just as you get older, uh, they become more competitive, and, and you're you're in the midst of it all, and and you're having success as a you know in in, in that age group, and and the other part of my age group, uh, we were very successful in pretty much every aspect of what we did as a group, our, our little league team. Uh, went to the state baseball championship and then uh my time in high school i was pitcher and and uh, cleanup hitter and we actually won state uh, my junior year in baseball and so that was a great experience but it was those young men we were with from day one almost the the same guys uh, all of us lived uh, nearby and, and were on that team so that was you know that was part of a a great experience that I had here in Uvalde. And, and and then obviously the football side, I, in those days, you know, we had played football in fifth and sixth grade and, and gotten to junior high and ended up being a quarterback there and ended up, uh, uh, in the varsity and, and started my, played a few games as a freshman, started as a sophomore. And so all of those things, you know, and then, uh, the other part of it, uh, uh, the track coach came to me and said, hey, you know, would you be interested in anchoring on mile relay? And I'm like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a kid. And I'm going, you know, I guess coach. And, and so he brought me out there and we, put, well, we went to state and I anchored the mile relay. We went to state and uh, we we ended up uh, fourth at state. But, you know, it was just a great experience in track. So I was running track, playing bas- uh, basketball, baseball and football. And, and each one of those teams, uh, we just had a way about those teams, you know, good guys that played well together. We had uh, enough players in the right places uh, and positions to to make it work, and and so it was just a lot of great success. And, and from from my end, all of those experiences were were absolutely
0: wonderful. Let me ask you, uh, uh, going back to home life, because um, I have interviewed other uh, persons uh, whose parents were. Uh, uh, preachers or ministers or even missionaries and uh, they were a little bit maybe rebellious when you were growing up in that Christian household what kind of preacher's kid were you?
1: You know I hate to say this uh, to run the whole preacher I was a pretty good one I wasn't <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> what a, and I don't know why I'm sure very capable of, of, of being an idiot but but I, uh, for whatever reason, it just, uh, you know, uh, God was in the midst of it all. I just look back, and you know, someone asked me the other day. I was doing a, actually speaking to a group, and and it was kind of a sit down interview like this, except it was in front of a bunch of people, and 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 they were asking, you know, similar questions, and and what I would say is that, you know, if you if you just keep him close by, good things tend to happen. And they, they just do. And, and in my life there, just for whatever reason, things began to work out. And, and, I mean, you know, in those days it was different. I mean, you didn't, you know, if they had a, a, a practice on Wednesday night, you didn't go. Mm-hmm. You went to church, you know. And, and on Sunday, it was, it was Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and, you know, whatever was there, whether was, we had meetings in those days and just different, uh, you always, that was the first thing the The sports and baseball stuff was second, you know, yeah. and so I think that's a little different than it is today. I'm not saying one's better, one's worse but but that was a big part of it my my life you know I was for whatever reason I didn't really get into a big rebellious situation in those early days.
0: One thing too, when talking to a professional athlete or former like yourself uh who obviously good enough in football to get a scholarship to Baylor. Uh, to become an all-american at baylor uh, were you pretty good at basketball and baseball too were you an all-stater in any other sport besides football
1: i was an all-state pitcher uh my junior and senior year I probably had more baseball scholarships and i did football i had several football and and it, it was kind of difficult because you know all these different scouts and uh you know we're coming down from the from the pros and they were looking at drafting me and, and and that time that 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 stuff got a little bit in the way because you have you know you got a lot of a lot of guys there that are proud of themselves too i'm talking about you know teammates and and so that can be a little little hard to deal with sometimes and uh but i learned some good lessons back then that that you know i still use today and 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 how to handle people and what have you but but yeah i was uh you know Track, like I said, uh, anchored a mile relay team that went to state. We won the state championship. on all state pitcher for two years, and then football, you know, all region and, and and what have you, and and ended up at the last minute there. I think in those days football was just a little a little bigger from a kid's perspective, mentally, mm-hmm. mindset wise, and so I went to football route, and
0: and uh, it worked out. Kind of hard in Texas to <laughs> to, to shirk football.
1: It, is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, and, and well, I love baseball.
0: Let me ask you about your time at Baylor. Um, uh, being a, a, a private uh, Christian school, uh, is that why you chose Baylor over any other school? You know, I,
1: I don't know that that was, and I don't mean this in the wrong way. I, I don't know that was necessarily the case. I, I fell in love with the with the coaches. They came down, and Corky Nelson was the defensive coordinator, and he was recruiting our area. Corky was a no nonsense person, very 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 upfront to the point But you could just tell he was honest, you know. And and uh, then Grant Taff, uh who was a great uh, one of all time great coaches, uh, and, and they really came down and and worked it hard, and and I think that was probably uh, more of the reason than necessarily, uh, you know, th- th- and I don't mean it's wrong, but necessarily the Christian side of it, it was a church, you know, school, private school, that type of thing. I think at that moment in time, I was looking for situations that were going to, you know, where I felt people were going to watch out for me and take care of me. And, and that I think that, that part of it, I was going to take care of that uh,
0: regardless. Now is that where uh you met your wife? It is. Uh, met Gail there and and uh,
1: we uh dated uh, for a couple of years and uh then I got drafted in the third round and and went up uh and then it came back that summer and we got married and
0: we've been married for 40 years. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, my wife and I just topped 31. Uh so I can surely appreciate 40. You you were um, drafted by the Raiders, and uh, the whole time you played for them, they were the L.A. Raiders, uh, which is a little interesting, uh, going from Oakland to L.A. and then and then back uh, to to the Oakland Raiders uh, there for a time. Um, when you were in Los Angeles playing for the Raiders, because um, obviously we, we've said the the word Uvalde here a few times, and we're certainly going to get to you know, what happened in May of 22. Uh, but I'm wondering, um, through through your early years, through the Baylor time, uh, Van, and then also, uh, you know, your eight years as an all-pro uh, player for the Raiders, was there any tragedy that befell you or the family that got you maybe prepared for what was going to happen, you know, at Rob Elementary last year?
1: Not really, uh, from, from that perspective, from the, uh, the idea and, and trying in one's own mindset to be able to appreciate uh, a parent or grandparent actually losing a child in, in such a horrible way. It is, it is hard enough to see a child uh, be sick for several years and end up losing that battle, uh, but it is something different. To to let a child off at of school, and they're dead, mm-hmm. and you never got to see them again. You know, you come back and and just it was, it, so that's a gruesome experience. It's not something I could really uh, explain or understand, and because I, it, you just can't unless you you've gone through that. Uh, it's just so so that you know nothing from my perspective, uh, at least outside of that. Uh, you know, prepared me for, or I thought through and, and prepared me for, you know, these things I was getting into being at college and, and the professional level. And, you know, you know, kind of the, the, the crazy thing about it for me, and, and uh, you know, I wish sometimes that, that young people could almost be, you know, 60, you know, I'm 63 years old. It's almost I wish they could be over 60 years old for just a couple of weeks, you know, and then come back to being a, a you know, a, young person again because you you really are able to to look back and truly see where god was in your life you know and and we talk about that with 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 young people and what have you and it's just hard it's hard to know i mean you you know you're just a kid mm-hmm. you're running around you're doing things and and uh you know you're, you're you're trying maybe and 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 what have you to to know when and what and uh but things get hard and especially in today's environment just just things are so crazy and strange, and and so that part of it is, is hard to know if he's really if he's really with me because I'm struggling right now and I need it and I don't I'm not feeling it so I understand that part and and uh, I felt those moments and times too and uh, you know but for me I mean I look back and even through the hard times I mean I you know we won a state baseball championship we won a Southwest Conference championship we won a Super Bowl cha- I mean my second year in the pros. We win a Super Bowl and I go to Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, goodness gracious, a little punk kid from Uvalde, Texas, and and uh, I don't think I was doing that all on my own. But you know, there were there were things going on that were just sometimes interesting. But but yeah, that that uh, those experiences were real, and and uh, those were great experiences. Experiences that that I would say were anywhere near uh, what took place here. Uh, it's not there.
0: Yeah, I want. I Got to ask you, of course. You know that that day, were you in town uh, on what is it, May twenty fourth of of twenty twenty two? and were you in town that day, and and uh, how did well, you hear I'll, about?
1: I'll get. I'll give, I'll give you a story. I uh, was here at the house, and and uh, and I just re- I had just recently sold my, uh, my my sports agency that I'd owned for like twenty some odd years, and. And I was like, you know, on the retired deal. And so I'm around the house and I'm just piddling and, and I was hungry. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go over to, uh, get some Mexican food. And, and there's a place called vasquez that literally has the best enchiladas on the planet. And, and I always go the back way. So for whatever reason, I jumped in my old truck and by myself and just, over there and the back way takes me right by rob's school and so i'm as i'm driving i'm going by and i i see cars starting to stack up you know around the school and it's just kind of interesting and then i literally see these cop cars just flying by me and then as i go around all the streets that were going into rob's school were all packed and full and i just this is really strange you know and so I I saw a couple on the sidewalk. So I pull around. and I just you know roll my window down. So what's going on, man? And the couple said there's just been a shooting at the school. So re- when I was driving over to go eat lunch, that's when it actually took place and was just really uh, just really crazy to to and and, and all, at that time I had no clue what had transpired and you know was it just. Somebody shot a gun and nothing's up, and you know everybody's safe and good, or, or you know eleven young children dead. You know I have no clue about any of that. So mm-hmm. at the time, but but I but it was just random and interesting that that I literally drove by the school when it was happening.
0: So how were you involved f- from that moment forward, um, as as far as being able to? Uh, be there for any of the parents or the teachers or any of the school officials? Because I know you raised, what, a million dollars uh, from the Raiders um, for your community. Um, but what, what did you or were you able to do personally moving forward?
1: Well, I had uh, initially, I just you said here, really, just think about it. I mean, what can you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as, as a parent that just lost their child, they won't talk to anybody. They're they're they are shaken. I mean, it's their life's over. They're just they don't even know what to say at the moment in time. I mean, there's time for those things, but I think everybody was going through a, a period of complete shock. I don't think anybody knew what to say, how to act, uh, just what to do. And so for me, I decided I'm going to go. I went to Hal Harrow, Hal and I went to school together, elementary school all the way up. He played football here and, uh, he was a superintendent and, and so I went and just talked to him. I said, listen, Hal, I'm going to try to do something here and, and I think it can happen, but, but I need you to do something for me. I need you to get some numbers, uh, to how much it would cost to put up, uh, to put the fencing up, the, uh, you know, cameras, uh, security, all of those things, just what all that's going to run. And so he, and they had actually done this about just randomly about a year, about a year before. And so he gave me the number that they, uh, that they came up with. And it was, he said, it's going to cost around a million dollars, man. So I came back here and went outside, prayed about a little bit and just, you know, went outside and sit on got a little chair on the patio there and, and, just didn't know what was going to transpire to this. And I called Mark Davis, the general manager of Raiders. And Mark is Al Davis' son. And I know Mark well. And, uh, but still, he gets a lot of phone calls. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, uh, about the second ring, he answers, Van, what's going on? And uh, we started a conversation. And in that same conversation, you know, I talked about what was needed here and needed quickly. and and he said, how much is it going to cost? And I said, well, it's going to be about a million dollars. And he said, we're in. I mean, wow. it happened that quick. Wow! And so I uh, I called Hal and told him. And, and so we, we met a couple more times. And the the point of this that was very key is that in most of these situations, a lot of money is talked about and, you know, groups or companies are going to you know, donate, give the money, but but it never really happens. When you're when you're in the midst of this, you kind of learn a little bit about it, and so they get the the pub for it. But you know, sometimes the money never really kind of shows up there, and and when it does, it's kind of it's so late that you know it, it really creates a problem. Because what I do know in these situations is you need to act immediately, quickly, because everyone is scared to death now. Mm-hmm. No one wants to send their kid to school. And so what are we going to do about this next year? How do you work that? And so with this million dollars, you know, I told Mark, we need to get it immediately. If you can, he said, it'll be sent immediately. It was sent. We got the fencing in, uh, the cameras up. As uh, a matter of fact, I took a bunch of pictures of them and, and sent them to Mark just to show him, uh, you know, everything that was done. and And so... You know, and, and nothing is ever going to be perfect. I told some people that were just kind of at times a little, you know, whiny about it. You know, well, they can, you know, they can do this. I mean, we think we ought to do this, and and it finally got gets to a point with these types of situations where you either do something or do nothing, and and so I determined we're just going we're going to do this, and so yeah, somebody could get a torch, you know, and cut a circle in the the fence and crawl yeah. through. I would think someone in security would see them because that'd take a little while to do, Mm -hmm. you know, someone can fly a plane over and, and drop someone down. And, you know, I mean, you can get so crazy with this stuff that sure might happen. The bottom line is we were able to get something done quickly. And in my opinion, those kids are as safe as they possibly can be. Anything can happen in this life. But, but I think that was something that happened quickly. And I think that really helped the community, uh, at least from that moment, with their kids coming back uh, in, in this past fall, uh, allowed you know parents to feel like something was being done.
0: Van, since that time, uh, and obviously a lot of time to think about uh, things that happened on that day, and since then, has a has you have you run across a scripture, or did one come to mind uh, right away that gave you comfort? you know what
1: what's funny that you you say that and the this for whatever reason this is a a passage that has just hit me and it's not necessarily you know one that you might think of and whether it's the old usual psalms or uh, any any of those 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 types of passages that really uh, build strength but this one causes you to think a little bit and And it's at the very beginning of God's Word. And and just think about it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was void, full of darkness. And God's Spirit hovered over the waters. Verse 2 says, And then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Uh, That's one of the most powerful passages in all of God's word and it's right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. When he's telling us two he's telling us two things with that. And it's 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 not your usual little uh thoughts you might have, but the two things are this, listen, I've been with you since the beginning of time. And his spirit was over the waters when he created this stuff. But secondly, and it's so powerful, you know, he didn't go turn on a light switch, you know, or or change the light bulb. He said light to light. He created light. And, and and what does that tell you and me? It tells you and me that he, the only one, the only one that matters, is in control. He's in control, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we could ever really totally appreciate that and understand that, that uh, there there's something else better than this life uh, that's here, because there's a lot of struggles in, in life, you know that brother, and and uh, it's it just people have a hard time being happy today, uh, even though we're the most gifted country in the world. You know, we we've become a bit complacent, and and uh, you know, just a lot of things uh, that we struggle with, and and I don't know why, but we just do. We're human, and, and Satan is is alive and well, and and doing his damage. But I think that passage for me. Uh, reminded me of the power that he has, you know, that that he is the one that can change everything.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful. And uh, I'll tell you, Van, that community is blessed to have you and your family. And um, I know that, that you didn't have uh, a family member that was at that elementary school, but you did have one, right, that was at a different elementary school, that you had two. to be concerned about
1: had two of them, and uh, they were at Anthem and wasn't far from that school and and it could have we all know it could have just as well happened there, mhm, you know, and it just leaves you thinking about all of that. What if you know and so and, and part of that uh, for everyone is just you know if i if i were if i were and i I'm here and, and we're having this conversation you know I would encourage people to do a few things in their life. And uh, number one, I would encourage them to keep God near. You know, I'm, the old song, one of my favorites, I Need thee Every Hour, stay down by temptations lose their power. When now, are, And I think about that. That's so powerful. And when he's near, temptation, lose their power. But but, but but think about doing this as you go forward in life today. Just start it off right now. Be kind, be kind, encourage, you know? It, it, the workforce today, there's so many angry people and just people come home stressed just because of people, nothing else. Because of people that are around every day and all that kind of stuff. And And I would just encourage you to maybe take a step back and, and this is hard now. You know, because these people are rude and, and most people are just unhappy like I said a while ago. But if you will just understand that most of these people their lives are a wreck. And if you can stand strong and simply no matter what they're doing, be kind. Compliment them. Uh, you know, I, I told my I told my kids, I said, You want to see real confidence Go find the person that's kind and always compliment people. That's a confident person, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and when you begin that in your life and you begin to, to, you know, when you're, when you're in line at, at the grocery store and the person in front of you has too many things and they can't afford it, you know what, if you can help instead of getting all mad cause you're in a hurry and doing everything, just help them pay for it. <laughs> you know, Yeah. I mean, when those things become our life, and and we begin to do those things, goodness gracious, I cannot tell you the blessings that flow. Uh, and, and and the biggest blessing that will come your way when that becomes part of your life, being kind, encouraging, and and, and things of that nature, the greatest blessing that will come your life that you will have peace and contentment, and and that's what we're all looking for, brother.
0: Well, that's a great place to end, Van McElroy. Thank you so much, man, for. For your time and I know your community is blessed to have you in Uvalde and uh, you talked about in Genesis about the darkness and then the light you guys have been through the dark and now uh, I just hope that there's plenty of light uh, around that community it sounds like there is and at least uh, one beam of light is uh, coming from the McElroy household and and I know they're blessed for it but
1: and just know this brother time is flying and if if someone out there has not found that light man quit wasting time you know it's time okay brother
0: all right thank you van my thanks to van for being a part of suit up i hope you'll take the time to say a prayer for all the families of those kids and teachers killed and injured on that fateful day and give a thanks to the davis family and to van mcelroy for being so generous with their time and money for the good folks of uvalde If you want to hear more stories like this one, just go to suitup611.com.